Walkies. Okay, repeat after me. Walk. Walk. Ease. Ease. Put it all together. Space walk. Ease. Space walk. Cheese. Not space walk. Cheese. Oh my goodness. It's not cheese. Where is there any cheese in this episode? Oh, well, okay. Other than the two of us. We're saying, I'm saying the wrong word for space cheese. No, say it right. Space walkies. The things I must deal with. Welcome, everybody, to the Mickey Shorts and more Disney Mickey Mouse-themed podcast. My name is Steve. My name is Keaton. (laughs) You almost had to think about it there for a second. There is so much going on in the world of Mickey Mouse right now. There's so much excitement as we gear up for the launch of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, an actual theme park attraction dedicated and centered around the very thing that we podcast about every single week, the Mickey Shorts. How exciting is that? And in a few short weeks, we're going to be able to find out exactly what's inside and what it looks like, and we can't wait. So that said, before we get to today's episode, which, by the way, we are talking about season two, episode number 10, called, if you couldn't tell from before, Space Walkies. Not walk-in or walk-cheese. Space Walkies. No. <laughs> but before we get there, we do have the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway news to cover. It's, it's like it's ever increasing each week as we get closer and closer and closer. So, a few things to cover. So, if you're going to Disney World the week of March 4th, and specifically you have plans to be at Disney's Hollywood Studios, you can now go in, if you've got you know your tickets all set up and everything done in the app, you can now go in and book Fast Passes for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. The system is open. You can get your fast passes now. So make sure, because they're going to go fast, make sure if you are going to be in the parks those days, you are booking those tickets so that you can experience the attraction with shorter waits. Because I'm guessing there's going to be quite the lines for this one. A lot of people are really looking forward to this ride. So yeah, go. Yeah, because so you probably want a fast pass. Yes, exactly. So, make sure you get those fast passes if you're going to be there. Otherwise, you're going to be waiting in a nice long line. Yeah. That would probably be, I think, 100 minutes. (laughs) You think 100 minutes? Yep. I think that would be considered short if it was only 100 minutes. But you never know. I mean, if you're looking at the lines for Pandora or all the new Star Wars attractions, you're going to be waiting a long time in line. But hopefully it's worth it, and hopefully it's an amazing ride. Now, that said, 
there is a new song we found out about this week that's going to be featured in the queue, which is the line. And Keaton, do you know what that song is from? Huh. Potato Land. Potato Land. Uh-huh. <laughs> so as part of the queue, um, the composer... Uh, he has created, it's called, let's see, the official song name is You Say Potato, I Say Fogato, which is going to play, like I said, throughout the queue. It's going to be weaving in other songs that are based on the Mickey Mouse shorts. So, granted, no one has taken this song yet that I can find and actually, you know, played it, but you can, through a link in the show notes this week, go and download the sheet music for You Say Potato, I Say Fogato. I am guessing that it's going to be this song here. That you can also hear a little bit in The Adorable Couple, because it's the same basic tune. But I'm guessing, you know, not being a musical guy, that this is the song that they're going to be creating somehow for the cue. But if anybody wants to take the sheet music, you know, again, we're linking to it in the, the show notes. Go hit the link. You can download the sheet music. Play it if you have any kind of musical ability and then send it to us because we'd love to have that featured on the show, especially next week's show as we dive deep into what exactly you're going to see, at least from what we've heard, what you're going to see in Mickey's Runaway Railway. Detailed show with all the things you need to know going into it. So go check out that song. Now, also this last week, the Disney Parks blog released a video that's showing Goofy lighting up the neon Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway sign for the very first time. Keaton, what do you think we you think we should watch that? <laughs> so Keaton, what'd you think of the video? Uh very good. Okay, we're well, it's good because Goofy now I did find it interesting that Goofy, you know. He did not, he, he was a little bit rough in how he plugs things in. He did not shock himself like he does at the beginning of Mickey's Magic. Hmm, how'd that get unplugged? Well, I'll just plug it back in. <laughs> That's better. So he, that doesn't happen in the video, but uh, it looked a little sketch there for how he was plugging it in, but at least... <laughs> Goofy gets the sign turned on and we can see what it looks like in all of its amazing glory there at the end of Hollywood Boulevard. Now, if you would like some behind-the-scenes information about how this whole marquee went together, the design behind it, how they are using the neon animation, here's another video for you. Again, a link in the show notes and we'll play a little bit of it here. This marquee is so important to this attraction because this is Mickey and Minnie's first attraction and we want to make sure that we're providing an amazing marquee that really celebrates their entrance into a great attraction of Disney's Hollywood Studios. The marquee sets up that you're arriving at the Chinese Theater for a premiere of Mickey and Minnie's Perfect Picnic, the brand new Mickey shorts that will be premiering. We knew from the beginning that we wanted a neon Mickey and Minnie just because we knew it would be really fantastic to have them animated just like they are inside the attraction as well. One of the great details about this sign, it was actually the inspiration from it came from the original Chinese theater. And so all of the elements were taken from previous signs that had existed on the building exterior. 
all of our designers and all of our graphic designers come together and create these really beautiful designs. Shot drawings are created, which we have our engineering partners, our architectural partners, and other designers kind of weigh in. And then a series of tens to twenties fabricators basically put the sign together part by part, inch by inch, all hand done, and all built here in Central Florida. We wanted to continue this look of neon all the way down Hollywood Boulevard, but really create this marquee as basically a beacon that you're guided to. I think it's going to be really great to be able to look straight down the front entryway and to kind of see one of these magical moments as one of the first entry statements of the park, because you're going to be able to see it from the front entry. I love neon. I love that we have designed this in a way that is uniquely tied to the history of Hollywood and Hollywood Boulevard and that feeling of the golden age of cinema. But there we go. We have a look at how that marquee is coming together. Each and every week, a few more details coming out, which just make us excited to ride this ride. And finally, Keaton, as we do almost every week, <laughs> since the beginning of the year, we get a new attraction poster. Do you want to see this guy? Mm-hmm. Which Mickey Mouse shorts is it covering? Croissant de Triomphe. Yeah, Croissant de Triomphe. As we learned, we were mispronouncing it grossly the last time we talked about it. But, so there we go. We've got Mickey and his scooter. Croissant de Triomphe. Or croissant de triomphe. I guess it's not a day. It's a duh. Croissant de triomphe. But we've got Mickey and his scooter coming off the roof of the cathedral in Paris. We've got croissants flying everywhere. They're hitting a bird. Mickey's looking very happy, even though he's in midair on a scooter. So this is going to be another one hanging in the lobby of this particular attraction. So things for you to look at. Who knows which episode they're going to feature in the poster this week. It's fun looking forward to every Thursday seeing a new poster for the Mickey Mouse shorts being released. Think it'll be Spacewalkies? Mm. <laughs> Probably not. There's a lot of other good ones. This one's going to be a little bit on the silly side, but that's okay. So lots of, th of new things coming to the world of news for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. We are so close. And again, make sure to listen to next week's episode as we have our special feature of all the things that you need to know that we're calling this the top nine must watch Mickey Mouse shorts before riding Runaway Railway. That's next week's show. So make sure you're tuning in so you know everything you need to watch to be as prepared as you possibly can going into this attraction. Are you ready for the show? All right. What do you say we talk some Mickey Mouse shorts, buddy? Hooray! Okay. So this week we are on, as we said at the beginning, we are on season two, episode 10, titled Space Walkies. If you're looking for an episode that is based solely in reality as far as physics and how the world works and the realities of space travel, this is not your show. <laughs> this is this is pretty silly, which is okay. It's it's good to have a nice entertaining kind of out there episode every once in a while. You know, we've got the ones that take place in foreign languages and foreign lands and you know, we're being respectful to those cultures. This is not one of those. This is all and out what the heck comedy. Okay. Yeah, it's like a messed up episode. It's really messed up, yes. <laughs> The official show summary says, Mickey's routine space mission turns complicated after Pluto reveals that he has to go to the bathroom. 
which right away sets off some interesting questions. What What is Mickey doing in space? And why is Pluto with him? But alas, we will never get answers to those questions. We will just enjoy the ride as it goes. The original air date of this particular episode was November 7th, 2014. Credit where credit is due. It was written by Derek Bachman, Ricardo Durante. That's a new name. Richard Purcell, also new. Alonzo Ramirez Ramos and Paul Reddish. Directed by Paul Reddish, hence the bizarre humor. And storyboarded by Ricardo Durante. So a new, a few new names in the crew this week. So that said, Keaton, what do you say we watch the show? Yes. Okay, let's do this. Yes, space walkies. Space walkies. Okay, do you want to give us a countdown? Wait, 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 wait. This is a space-themed episode. We should have a like a space countdown. Three, five, four, five, four, three, two, one. Blast off! Mickey Mouse in space walkies. We see a rocket ship coming through space. It looks amazingly like one that's sitting in in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. So Mickey Mouse is piloting the ship. He's starting to land the ship in three minutes. Now, he's got the autopilot going on so he can kick back and do whatever he needs to. And he looks behind him and Pluto has to go to the bathroom. Pluto is freaking out. He's got to go potty bad. Mickey says, well, use the space toilet, and that thing is scary. Okay, so we got three minutes. Less than three minutes. <laughs> his eyes are bugging out of his head. So they throw on their spacesuits, they go outside, they're avoiding comets, they're avoiding gravity wells. All sorts of stuff is happening. Ooh, hey, a satellite just let them through. How did they not get sucked up in the gravity well? Now we're sitting on asteroids, and suddenly he sees the ultimate space fire extinguisher. Not fire extinguisher. Fire hydrant. <laughs> but it's just a satellite. So now he's lifting his leg. Somehow he's peeing through his spacesuit. But when the pee comes out, it's turning into crystals because it's so cold out there. So a guy in the space station just told him to get out of there. Pluto! Wait. No, that's the planet of Pluto that suddenly appeared when he called for Pluto. So now we're trying to find Pluto. He's digging around in all the space junk. Mickey's like, we're late. Come on, we gotta go. He finds a frisbee. He throws the frisbee. Yeah, Pluto's gonna go for that frisbee. Or is it a frisbee? Or is it a frisbee? Exactly. Now back to the ship. But what's coming out of that frisbee? Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale. Oh, a squirrel with dogs. Oh, we know how this goes. <laughs> that dog is going after those squirrels. He's racing across the asteroid. Mickey's getting frozen because it's so cold. Well, now we're at the sun. Mickey's thawing back out. Ah, but now it's getting a little too hot. Oh, he's getting burned. Pluto is running around. Suddenly now we're at Saturn and we're running on the, the, the rings of Saturn. That's launching them through space. And now we're in the outer reaches of space. We're watching the Earth as it goes far, far away. And now we have 15 seconds to get back to the ship, sitting in Earth's atmosphere and you're out by Saturn. They're going to be lost in space forever. Now they're so upset until they realize, ooh, there's a shooting star. How can this help us? Hmm. 
So, we're going to try to... We're going to throw a bone, which is going to launch Pluto into that gravity well. Mickey dangling behind him. It's going to launch them through space. Their bodies are getting stretched as they go so fast. The countdown is on. They're trying to get to the ship. They finally crash into the hangar of the ship just as it blasts off. <laughs> heading straight for Florida. It lands right in the middle of Tomorrowland. There's Space Mountain. And now everyone's so excited to see Mickey Mouse back. Oh my gosh, that's the very same rocket. I know. But suddenly now Mickey has to go to the bathroom and he runs off and uses the bathroom. Yes, we actually have Mickey peeing on the Mickey Mouse shorts. Granted, he did it in an outhouse. Where's that outhouse in the middle of Tomorrowland? I have no idea. As if that's my only question about this episode. <laughs> the outhouse from Tomorrowland. Whew. We got through it. What'd you think, buddy? Very good. Very good. Now, that was really silly. Why was it so silly, bud? Because um, Pluto tried to go potty, but... Um, and then he lost him, and then he threw Frisbee, and then Chip and Dale came out. That's funny. Okay. So, yes, this is, we do see Chip and Dale in this episode. Chip and Dale in space, somehow, in a, a little UFO that looks like a Frisbee, which is what, you know, freaked out Pluto. Some, you know, adult questions here. How in the world did Pluto pee if he's in a space suit? <laughs> Okay, well, that, you know, who knows? We, we are not to ask these questions. Okay, well, a few things that I noticed that we're going to bring up here. First of all, as we mentioned before, this was Chip and Dale's first appearance in the Mickey Mouse Shorts cartoon. Not just in this you know, cartoon, this whole series. This is the first time we see Chip and Dale make an appearance, and it's in space, which is interesting choice. But I guess who else would you have in a little tiny frisbee-shaped spaceship? Now, this is only Pluto's second appearance on the Mickey Mouse shorts. His first appearance was in Dog Show. One of the things I also find interesting, and this is, again, the adult and me speaking, but I, 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 looked at, I looked carefully at the math and how they did this, and I find the behind the scenes of this kind of fun, but, again, just don't think of this in any kind of logical place. But this episode takes place in real time. What I mean by that is at the very beginning of the episode, Mickey sets the timer on the spaceship to land the ship in three minutes. And he's watching it count down. And then we you know, ran outside to try to take Pluto potty. He, they got on spacesuits. They went outside. They found the asteroid for Pluto to pee on. They got tangled up with Chip and Dale. They ran across the moon. They ran across the sun. <laughs> they zapped out to Jupiter. No, not Jupiter, excuse me. They, they zapped out to Saturn. They encountered asteroids and comets and all that kind of stuff all in three minutes because they only had three minutes, which is exactly the time from when Mickey hits the timer to when they land in Florida. <laughs> so all of that happened, all that had to happen in, in, in real time because it was three minutes on the episode clock too. Now here's something else that's puzzling, Mr. Um. Keaton. When Mickey finally lands on Earth... They land in front of Space Mountain, right? Mm -hmm. Which means they're in Walt Disney World, in the Magic Kingdom, in Tomorrowland. But the rocket that's sitting next to, the rocket that comes down, uh, that's you know sitting next to Space Mountain, that's the rocket from 
Disneyland in California, which just recently got a paint job to make it part of the Pizza Planet restaurant. So it doesn't say TWA on it like it used to or in this episode. But interesting, the, the rocket is the rocket lands in Disney World, but it's the rocket from Disneyland. Again, only Disney nerds like me would notice this, but that that's okay. Also making an appearance in this episode, not just a Disney character, an entire planet. Which planet came? Pluto. Pluto! Exactly! So when Mickey calls for Pluto, he's out in space going, Pluto! Who shows up but Pluto, the ex-planet? <laughs> because it used to be considered a planet and then somehow scientists decided that it was no longer a planet and now we all feel kind of bad for Pluto because we don't really know what it is but Mickey's like no no not you and then it went away all looking dejected and somehow that 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 drawing of the planet was very reminiscent of Spongebob especially in the way it kind of sulks off screen after he realizes he's still not needed the scientists don't need him and Mickey Mouse doesn't need him. And he just pouts away, looking very Spongebob-ish as he goes. And finally, this is the only Mickey Mouse episode that I can think of, again, as I mentioned earlier, in recent memory, where Mickey Mouse actually uses the bathroom during the episode. <laughs> in a outhouse in Tomorrowland that flushes. Go figure. <laughs> This is one of those episodes where there's just, enjoy the episode, don't ask too many questions. So, Keaton, you know what it's time for? Keaton's, Keaton's joke, joke of the Week. What do you call a duck that gets A's at school? What do you call a duck that gets all A's at school? Yes. Do you know what an A is? No. That's, you don't get them in kindergarten, but when you get into different grades, they give you different, yeah, you, you, depending on how you, well you do in school, you get different letters. A's are the best. That's what you want. So a duck that gets all A's, going back to your joke, what do you call a duck that gets all A's? A wise quacker. A wise quacker? <laughs> A wise quacker. Oh, but of course. Keaton's joke of the week. All right, it is time for us to officially end this particular show. Remember, you can listen to this episode and all of our previous episodes, which will span all of season one and a lot of season two, anyway, as we work through it. Find those at www.mickeyshortsandmore.com. For whatever reason, I still haven't figured it out. You've got to type in the www at the beginning, otherwise it will not work, and I don't know why that is. But <laughs> come check out our website. Also, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, on Stitcher, on Google Play, whatever podcast player you listen to, just search for Mickey Shorts and more and we should pop up. Granted, if you're already listening to the show, it means you've probably already done it. So what you need to do now is you need to subscribe and you need to leave us some feedback so others can find out about the show as well. You can do that on uh, the iTunes store or you know, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called these days with all the technology switching around. But just go leave us a review. Let us know if you like us or not. 
if we can improve, do something to make it better, but leave a review so that other people can find out about the show as well. You can connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Just do again, just search again for Mickey Shorts and more and we'll pop up. If you want to email us your own comments about the show or other shows we've covered, send those comments to mickeyshortsandmore at gmail.com or call our voicemail, leave us a message, 541-321-0472, and we can play that on the air in an upcoming show. Next week, spoiler alert, we'll be pushing hard for that, so be prepared. Have that number in your brain. Next week... Keaton, we talked about this earlier in the episode, but we've got a big special for those of you interested in Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. We think we know what's going to happen in this ride. Therefore, we are prepared to give you our top nine must-watch Mickey Mouse Shorts episodes that you need to watch before you ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Why? That's next week's show. We're going to be talking about a lot of different Mickey Mouse uh, episodes so that everybody is ready for the ride. But why? Why? Because that way everyone can watch the shows and we can throw out our predictions to see if we are right when the ride videos start debuting at the beginning of March. I'll be curious to see if we have it right as far as what's happening inside that attraction. So make sure to listen to us next week. Thanks so much for listening. Hope everyone has a fantastic week. Stay safe out there. Enjoy Valentine's Day. Do something special for all of your loved ones. And everyone enjoy your week. Bye. Bye.